Everybody and welcome back to the DeathStoreProds.com video games podcast. As always, I'm your host, the Dead Man. Joe, today we have Alex, yo, and Ziploc Bob. Hey, yo. So, before we get into games we've been playing, we need to talk about Nintendo. Oh God, damn it! Because <laughs> the Switch happened. Oh dear God, did it? <laughs> we haven't talked about that in the show yet because it happened. Immediately after one of we did one of our shows. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, shit. Ah uh, yes, huh. the About switch. Yes. Yeah, so okay, when I throw the switch, and nobody's gonna get that. I am intrigued by the switch, but me personally, I'm not gonna buy it when it comes out. So even if I had the money, let's give the rundown of what of what we the media, I guess. And I guess you, the people, know about the Switch so far. I'm just an asshole with a mouthpiece, so how about I'll let you take control on this one? No problem. So, the Switch will be launching worldwide on March 3rd, and it'll be running $300 US, or if you're in Canada, that's $400. Mm-hmm. And isn't it, like, I want to say, like, 350 pounds or some bullshit number like that? Wait, $400 US or $400 Canadian? Four hundred dollars Canadian, because you know I'm Canadian. I know that. I'm. I'm. I'm not sure what the current exchange rate is. Last uh, time I was in Canada, I think your money was worth more. Yeah. Who gives a <laughs> fuck what the exchange rate is? We will always be paying more. For the past fucking three years, we've been paying eighty dollars for video games. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Seems about fair. Not really, because when no, no, it isn't. Because when it initially came out, it was you'll be paying sixty-five dollars for games. Yeah, like, for example, a magazine, back when those were a thing, um, like, say, a $5 magazine is like six fifteen Canadian. That's usually what the list price is. Yeah. yeah. So by the transitive property, if we pay 60 bucks here for a game, they should be paying about 70 but 80 is excessive. I guess things went bad for you then, because last time I was there, games were actually cheaper. Than they were down here. Well, fuck like me then. Twelve. That that well, that was like thirteen years ago. That's why it's thirteen years ago they figured out what a price hack. Anyways, Nintendo Switch. Yes. Yeah, so in the box, you'll be getting the Switch itself, which is just the screen. Uh, the screen is, I believe, it is a six. It's a six some inch screen. Yeah. Okay. So it's a six point two inch screen um, with a seven twenty p display on it with capacitive touch panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has the two slot slots, don't it? Uh, yes, it has the two things in the side to fit in the Joy-Con controllers, uh, Joy-Con left and Joy-Con right. Uh, there will be two different consoles being sold, one with just you know gray Joy-Cons and one with the left one being blue and the right one being red. Can I just point out how god-awful that thing looks in my opinion? Oh, yeah, it looks fucking hideous and unbalanced. It is just this big fucking mess. But anyway, it also comes with the dock, yeah. which is what you use to connect to your TV. Uh, and you'll need the mm-hmm. AC adapter and the HDMI cable, both included, to use that. It will have two Joy-Con mm-hmm. straps, 
which are which are essentially little things you slide on to the Joy Cons to make um like to make the shoulder buttons easier to use, and that they both have little lanyards on them, so that you won't have it go fucking flying all over the place like I did with the Wiimote, because it has motion controls. Yeah, I mean, I, I expected that. That's not really a surprise. Nope, and then it'll also be coming with the Joy-Con grip, which is the thing that slides the controllers into it. Um, if you want one that charges the controllers, you'll need to buy you'll need to buy that separately. Okay. Wait, you have to wait. How do you have to? The thing that charges the controller is separate. Yeah, um, like if you like, want to, like the, like, the, like the grip, charge it undocked. Oh, okay. Yeah, like with the grip, like, it it's is on just, the dock. It'll charge. Yeah, like with just the um pre, which like the prepackaged grip, you just put it in and then it works. It doesn't charge. Well, I mean, as long as you could charge it with the stuff that they give it to you in the box, that's you know. Yeah, probably. Yes. Yeah. So um, uh, this well, switch will also be having an online service. Um, it'll be free at launch. Uh, but in the fall of 2017, Nintendo will begin to charge for it. Uh, it will give subscribers uh, the ability to download and play a NES or Super NES game for one month. Yeah, for the month, that month. You don't get to keep it forever. Nope. Not like, you know, games oh, with God, gold or that. PlayStation Plus instant game library. It's just, hey, once a month you get this free fucking game. Then we take it back. That, that's oh. at least 20 years old. You get a rental of a twenty-year-old game. Yep. What if you bu- can you buy? Can you buy games? Like, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. You can More buy games. Month? Yeah, uh, yeah. So games, will, the games will be playable for the month. After which, uh, people have to buy the game to continue to play it. Um, yeah. I mean, if it's at least, I mean, if it's free, if it, if it was like, hey, you could pay us, and then you get to keep the game for a month, and you have to buy it again, that would kind of be kind of ridiculous. That's basically what you're doing. For, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you're paying. You you're get paying the game online service. Like this, this is their equivalent of games with gold or the PlayStation Plus Instant Library. Is you pay for the service and then as a bonus you get this game for only a month. Yeah, for but but as opposed month. to like fucking games with gold, which is you get it forever, or PS Plus, which is you get it until you stop subscribing. It is you get it for a month, and if you're still subscribing, then fuck you. Yeah. Hmm. It's like you get an access to one ROM. Let's face it, it's a fucking ROM. Yeah. A month. Um, but speaking of prices, let, I actually just pulled up all the peripheral prices and oh my god. We'll be getting to those. <laughs> so, I, speaking I was, of. I was, I was hoping so much. Yeah, so speaking of um, online stuff, uh, they were also having some sort of smartphone, smart device integration uh, with Nintendo stating in a press release. The service includes a smart device application available in summer 2017 that will let users invite friends to play online, set play appointments, and chat with one another as they play compatible games. So you will need a separate device to chat online while playing with people online. Yes. Yeah, Nintendo, you're screwing up. You were doing so good. Oh, it gets worse. I know. The battery life. (laughs) Didn't they say it was anywhere from three to six hours? Yes. So this console, which presumably was designed to be, you know, portable and be used on the go, can get up to six hours of battery life at the maximum. However, that will, quote, vary depending on the software and usage conditions. Say, for example, you're playing the new Zelda game on the go. Three hours. If you're lucky. Yeah. God damn it. 
I guess um, they're not, I guess they're not planning on getting rid of the three DS anytime soon. No, they're not. They have. No, they're probably, not. That's yeah. probably why they made it like that. They've said very much that uh, the that with a. Uh, this was not meant to be a successor. This is just their next thing. It's not going to be replacing anything except the Wii U because the Wii U is now dead. And the, the water. Was the Wii U ever alive? Out like once. Like for like. Splatoon was pretty big. Oh, yeah, that's true. So storage capacity wise, uh, the Splatoon two. Yeah, so storage capacity wise, the Switch will be having thirty-two gigabytes of internal memory, and then that can be expanded with micro SDXC cards. I have so many problems with that statement right there. Yeah. So, controllers. Mm Mm-hmm. If you want to get, you know, the pro controller, the regular-looking-ass game controller that uh, that is sold separately, that will run you 70 bucks. Mm Mm-hmm. You can buy a second set of Joy-Cons, which is two of little dealies, for 80 bucks. And you can get them individually for just 50 bucks each. Uh huh. Yeah. It gets worse. The charging grip is thirty dollars. Mm. American. Yeah, yeah. That's, the Nintendo Switch that's probably going to be ninety like, Canadian. The dock itself is ninety American. Um, and the Joy-Con wheel, which comes in a set of two, is nineteen ninety nine. <sighs> Are they like in danger of bankruptcy, and that's why they're trying to rip off as much money from people as they can, or did they just suddenly get greedy all of a sudden? No, Not all of a sudden. Tip- oh, this ain't all of a sudden. They did the same thing with the Wii U and the Wii. What are you talking about? Yeah, um, I didn't. I didn't get either of those. In fact, I haven't had a Nintendo console since the GameCube. Yeah, they've been doing this since the Wii U and the Wii. Um, now, here, here's the tricky part about this. I do realize that they're doing the same thing that happened with, say, Sony and the PS3. They're selling the console at a loss. Like, the amount the amount of money they're selling it for is less than what they're, it costs to make the goddamn thing. Oh, because if they retailed it at $600, nobody would buy it, like the PS3s, initially. Well, it's more of a it re, probably retail more at like four fifty, and no one would buy it. No one would buy it at three fifty. Three hundred is the sweet spot in pricing. Yeah, fair enough. Even that's this, a bit. Yeah, even that's a bit steep. I mean, I didn't get a PS3 until it was like really cheap. Oh yeah, I didn't get a PS3 until they stopped making really PS3s. <laughs> Pawn shop. But this is where it gets really hinky. And here's the biggest difference. Sony made their money by selling games. Nintendo's trying to make their money by selling accessories. I don't think that's going to work. No, no, it's not. No, well, I, can, I, can, I can name you the amount of game accessories I've bought in the last decade on both hands if you cut off all my fingers. Which means that, none. That is I don't a think I've ever used a single accessory that didn't come with the thing. I still only have one PS3 controller. In terms yeah. of in terms of buying like, something that was like wholly separate, uh, I bought backup 360 controllers when mine broke. Yeah, That's about it. Like I usually 
buy multiple controllers for, you know, multiplayer games, couch co-op, when that's a thing on games that I like. Or for backup controllers in case, like, the analog stick or one of the button gets but gets to where it's like, this button doesn't work anymore because I, I can burn through a controller. Just well, now that I say this, my PS3 controller is probably going to break tonight, so, you know. Oh, yeah. I bought a, I bought a second PS4 controller at launch, and I haven't used it to the point where now the buttons actually can't really work anymore. Huh. Yeah, just give it a good massage and yeah, just, just like every couple, just every couple weeks, times. I just need to fucking just like hold the thing in my hand for like half an hour, just pushing everything. Yeah, just, just 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 take it and like push all the buttons and loosen them up. Yeah, just click each click each button and it'll loosen it up. It's kind of like breaking in a new keyboard. So anyway, speaking like of controllers, PS2 days when I actually did get more. So speaking of controllers, uh, they also Never. showed off some more information about the specifically the right-handed Joy-Con controller. Let's see. There's the HD Rumble, which is interesting. Yeah. So, so uh, it's this new kind of thing where, uh, in the video where they that they released showing off the Joy-Con stuff, uh, they said that you can you can shake the controller and like like it's like the way the, the way they showed it was it was connected to a like glass with ice cubes in it, and with the Rumble alone, you'd be able to accurately tell how many ice cubes were in that glass. I call you know. bullshit, but. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so it also has an I, IR camera I'm on curious. it, um, which can tell how far away your hand is from it, and can also tell the difference between make your different hand making things. Like uh, this, this Kotaku article describes it as you know d- telling the difference between rock, paper, and scissors in your hand. Yeah, they. That's what they actually has a between rock, paper, and scissors. And I'm like, great. Now we can play Rochambeau via the internet. Oh wait, we can't because it's a Nintendo, and they're adverse to the internet. Yep. Uh, it also has an <sighs> NFC reader and writer, so it can you know use amiibos and shit. Uh, the left Joy-Con has a capture button, which will let you capture screenshots as well as video eventually. Hmm. Yeah. But I believe I've heard it's not region locked. It is not. There'll be no, no they region. Got locked. rid of that. Which, which they should have done that a long fucking time which is, ago. Which for someone who is a very big fan of a series that doesn't usually get released outside Japan could be an actual selling point to me. Yeah. Yeah. So they... Uh, but they also, region locking is something that they should have got rid of a long time ago. Yeah. They also confirmed some launch titles. Uh, on March 3rd, launch day, uh, you'll be getting one... You'll be, you'll be able to pick up a 1-2 Switch, which is their Wii Sports equivalent. But it's not going to be packaged with it. Nope. Uh, we also got um, Skylanders, Imaginators, uh, Just Dance 26, 2017, Super Bomberman R, and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I'm interested in one of all of one of those games. Yeah, coming out later in March, there is uh, Snipper Clippers. Fucking whatever. Uh, fast Remix. I'm not really sure what that is. Uh, I am Setsuna, and I can't even fucking read what that thing is on this little fucking image they released. Has been heroes. Mm. Yeah. I think I'll pass. Then I'll be getting a new Mario Kart in April. Splatoon 2 in the summer. And then in holiday... We got Super Mario Odyssey, the open world RPG thing. I don't fucking know what that game is. 
Well, here's the thing. I've actually looked a lot into that one. It's a hub world system. Okay. Um, that that the new Donk City is what the internet's calling it now. So we or right now the cityscape part. When they jump off, or when he jumps off that big thing, somebody went frame by frame went like, "Yeah, it's only this big because you can actually see all the edges of where it's at, like on how much it actually of the area it loads." And then it just kind of, it's kind of a cloud city sort of deal. Okay. But it's not that big. It's just a 3D hub world. Kind of like um, how Princess Peach's castle was in Mario 64 on how it was just a hub world. Does that mean you're going to be jumping into paintings? Probably. Uh, sewer pipes, most likely. Uh, no, there was a Bowser flag. It was just, it wasn't just explicitly showed off. It was back in the background. So it might be one of those things where you go to the Bowser Flex and say, I want to do this. Ah, yes. But that hat power-up thingy move, that could be fun to play with. Okay, then. I I don't know how to describe what the hell that hat does in just words. It it does stuff. Fuck it. It does stuff. It's cool. It's pretty to look at. It breaks the laws of reality as we know it. Yeah, and so just last thing, uh, probably this will be a bit of a niche thing, but fuck it, whatever. Uh, there'll be a new No More Heroes game coming, not in 2017 to the Switch. So, 2018? Don't know. Probably. I mean, you never know. I actually enjoyed the No, no More Heroes games. Yeah, uh, just they said... Uh, while speaking with 4Gamer, uh, Suda51 uh, said confirmed uh, to 4Gamer that, uh, that, the, that the No More Heroes game that was announced for the Switch at the Nintendo Switch pre- uh, pres- presentation will be a completely new game and not a port. It'll just be a whole new thing. And, yeah. Yay. Well, and- the second ones, all the second ones' endings were non-endings that you could build off of, so I could see that. Yeah. Look forward to that, motherfuckers. Woohoo! And that is oh, what we know about the Switch at this time. <laughs> it's looking thoroughly unimpressive. Well, you know. I know what. It's Nintendo. They have a habit of just getting up hype, then disappointing you at the last second. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. But at least it's not re- retailing for 499 US dollars. Oh, God. Yeah. So, let's talk about fucking actual video games we've been playing. Oh, yeah. I'm playing a lot of indie shit. Hmm. Like, on my list, I there is one big release game. And that was only a demo of it. Because apparently demos are making a comeback now. If oh, news yeah, is to true. be believed. I played a demo the other day. That's just because I was too cheap to buy the actual game. So I played the demo they released for Watch Dogs 2. And how was it? It was pretty fun, actually. So what they released, it was it was essentially the full game. 
Like there were no real restrictions on what you could do. It was just all the full game, but you only play it for three hours. Yeah, they used to do that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, I remember doing that with. Um, wow, I can't even remember the game. PS3 games used to do that. Be like, you can download the full game, but you can only play it for a couple hours before we lock it until you pay us for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically what this uh, was. Kingdoms of Alamar did that. You could play it for one hour or up to a certain point in the game. And once you get to that certain point, it's like, hey, you can't go to any of the story missions by side the side this, but you can do all the side missions if you want. And it being an action RPG, I got to that way too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is uh, just the first three hours of the game, basically. Uh, it is you. It is your character, um, Marcus, I believe is his name. Joining up with DeadSec and then going out and doing just dumb shit. Like, like one of the missions they had to do, it started out with uh, them watching a trailer for a really terrible looking movie. Then they decide to steal the car and re- steal the car from the trailer and then recut their own version of the trailer using the car. And so that involved me breaking into a movie studio, hacking somebody's emails, giving said emails to a paparazzo who told me where the car was so I could go steal it. And nice. everything that I everything that I saw in this game was kind of what I expected. And it's not a bad thing, because what I kind of expected was just really awful millennial humor. People who think they're way cooler than they actually are, and actually fairly interesting hacking stuff. And I got all of that. Like the way that uses hacking, uh, it like I went for a. I tried to go as non-lethal as possible. Like I didn't even carry an actual gun. I just carried the stun gun. And if you're going to do that, just let you know there is a very limited range on that thing that actually works. And so most of the game was just kind of me sitting in a corner. Going from camera to camera, like, fucking with cars, having cars run people over, and then setting off fucking electric explosions to knock people unconscious. And me failing to use the weird little RC buggy, right? Because that's supposed to be, like, your infiltration kind of thing. Like, it goes places you can't. We'll unlock unlock some doors for you, and that lets you kind of go in more easily. But every time I use that thing, I would go in, be seen immediately, and get shot. Just as the buggy. I didn't even get to the part where we unlocked the fucking drone because that's presumably after three hours in. Well, sounds like a so some something clever is escaping me. <laughs> but, but I'm sa- but it was sounded like a something. Yeah, it is. Put it into words. It sounded like an Ubisoft game. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's pretty much what it is. This is another Ubisoft template game. It sounded like, I mean, it, like, don't get me wrong, Ubisoft template games can be fun. However, they can also be, turn into, I wonder when this beat's going to happen. It's about time, oh yeah, here it is. Okay, I wonder when this beat's going to happen. It's about time for, and there it is. And just rinse and repeat until you hit end credits. To an extent, Sometimes. it's kind of that. Like, uh, I wasn't climbing any towers to unlock side missions. 
Well, that's yeah, good. but what did they replace climb any tap climb towers with? Uh, I don't actually know yet. I only I only unlocked the first area. Uh, fair enough. Because the big sandbox game, and yeah, I only have three hours, and I did side missions too. Fair enough. And one of the side missions is being an Uber driver. <laughs> that's very important in this day and age. You know, millennials. So yeah, I. Oh. It was actually kind of funny. Like, so I picked up a guy, and we started driving around. He's like, "Hey, I need you to help me find my robot," because he built an artificial intelligence that just kind of went out into the, went out into the streets. And then pretty much all the dialogue was us going back and forth, making short short circuit jokes. Mm, God, I haven't seen that in a while. And then main character make a, makes a short circuit two reference, and he's like, "We do not talk about the sequel." <laughs> <laughs> the sequel was terror good. <laughs> it was terrible, but um, but in the best ways. It's still I still find it funny that the guy that was supposed to be um Indian or Pakistani, one of the two, played by a white guy. Oh yeah, absolutely. He was just a fucking caricature of one of those people. Yes. And I'm just like, oh my god. Like I, I watched it like five, six years ago, because and before that, the last time I watched it was I was little, like seven or eight, and did not realize how how nineties racist the movie was. Oh yeah, it's super racist. Ah, <sighs> <sighs> oh, fuck. Anywho, uh, yeah. So gameplay wise, uh, it is. It's an open-world sandbox game set in the modern day. I don't really need to tell you anything more about it, really. Like, driving-wise, it is... It drives loose. Like, the cars, they have, like, all... They all have fairly wide-turning radiuses. But I was never even... I was never able to really get, like, any kind of drifting going like I usually do in these games. Because I... I'm not a man who handles corners well unless I can drift. And even then, not really. It's like, the wall's there to keep me from just keep going at this point. Yeah, so I... So typically I will try, like, the handbrake turn. You know, just, like, kind of tap the handbrake and then back tires kick loose and just kind of swerve around the corner. <laughs> didn't really happen here. Uh, tried do, trying to, like, tap in the brake, and that didn't work. So I ended up just having to basically, like, stop while going around turns. Mm. Or just fuck up everything I was doing. Uh, bikes control a bit better, but it's an overworld sandbox, so you know how that goes. Yeah. You hit something and you just keep going. Yeah. The bike uh, stops on the dime, you don't. Yeah, uh, there's a fair bit of stealth in this game when you're playing, like, the non-lethal route. And they managed to do a good job of actually giving you the tools to do stealth stuff. They, They have, like, a, basically a hacker vision. Which is detective vision, but for hackers, you know? So you can see, like, electrical wires, anything that moves yeah, you, ones yeah, you and can, zeros. Yeah, you can see, like, electrical wires. You can see some electrical wires. You can see, like, um, whenever, they, whenever there's a camera that is in range but not within your field of vision, it shows up as a blur. They, they, that then, we, then through hacker vision, you can hack. Hmm. And then when you're in hacker vision, it also lets you mark enemies. 
And you can stay in like Hacker Vision when what you, you are hack in the with camera. The fucking force. Uh, basically. <laughs> Magic. You hack with nano machines. Yeah, nano machines, son. Nano machines. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Sorry. I'm sorry, I can't even say Metal Gear anymore without hearing, um, what is it, uh, is it either Rubber Ninjas or one of Ego Raptor's old things? Yeah. Where he's like, cigarette, putting into cigarettes in my butt. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, Tell me Raptor. about Metal Gear. You knew? The game is called Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> With the distortion that comes over Skype that actually really worked. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, anyway. Yay. Yeah, that game's fun. It is very much made by 35-year-old French people. That don't get millennials. At all. Not at all. Like, fucking wrench. Like, or they do. They just think they're stupid and want to mock them. It's like... Have you okay, seen, have you seen only- that fucking guy with the weird, like... Like fucking Daft Punk gimp mask. Yeah, his, his version of one more time goes a little bit different. No, the guy in the game. Oh. He is a <laughs> no. main character. He is part of your dead sex cell. He is your engineer, and he spends the entire game wearing a fucking leather vest with the hood up and this mask that covers his entire face, has like leather across the nose and mouth with like little studs on it. And then a pair of goggles that have like a, a fucking like LED display that just kind of does weird emoticon shit. Sounds sounds like they're just too lazy to give him a face. I'm sorry, but that's just stupid. No one would take that character seriously. Nobody really Nobody. does. Like like they like these guys are kind of a joke. <laughs> Great. Like they're fucking. They have a person. They have a person in charge of their fucking. Hacktivist sells social media presence and who handles what? their image. And she is, she, she looks like Sombra. Just the fact okay. that they used the word hacktivist is causing me to roll my eyes. One of their characters, I'm pretty sure, has, is like, has some kind of Asperger's with the way that they have him talking. Excuse me, I need to, like, go and pick up my eyeball, because I just rolled it straight onto the fucking floor. Like I said, it's written by 35-year-olds. Good old Spurg Lords. Uh, uh, that's... But I feel like the game is in on the joke that they're all fucking terrible. Like, like, it's just self-aware enough to make it enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, like, I, 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 feel, I, feel like, I feel like the characters themselves fully believe in what they're doing and that they're so fucking awesome. But the people actually making it are like, oh, fuck these guys. <laughs> that could okay, just, that that could just be me. That could just be me. No, 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 they, they do some things like that. But yeah, I... I kind of want to get this game. Just, just to play it till the very end to see just how bad it gets. Yeah, just to see what the fuck happens. Just to see if there is any actual uh, yeah. fallout in that fucking movie that they were trying to make. <laughs> yeah, it was based. It was basically the movie that they were making was basically Knight Rider starring Frank West. 
Does his car talk? Yes, it does. Is it voiced by Mr. Feeney? Uh, no, it's a lady voice. Oh, no. It's not quite the same. Yeah. But yeah, it's about it's about this fucking fat aging asshole with like Frank West hair and sunglasses and a talking car trying to save the world through hacking. And they're like, oh fuck, you don't know dick it, about hackers, so let's fucking go steal your shit. Um Yeah. Please tell me someone yells hack the planet and they just punch his ass in his face. Hacksaw the planet. They haven't done that yet. Oh, God, if they didn't, they just missed a golden opportunity that they could have done with these games. Keep in mind, I keep in mind, I played three hours in. Yeah, true. But I'm just saying, if it never happens, they missed a golden opportunity because I'm like, huh? I'm sorry. I actually went to school to, like, learn internet security and, like, cyber security and all that. And you know what the one, th- one of the things that you have to learn is? How to exploit yeah. One thing you have to learn is that you can't hack the planet. It just doesn't work like that. Yeah, it's like you have to learn how to like break into systems so you can learn to patch those holes and vulnerabilities. Well, yeah, actually, like the first, like the first mission in the game is you breaking into the fucking CTOS place in order to be able to do all the shit you do later in the game. Like, uh, if, like you start out, so, like you start out uh, breaking into a CTOS place, you find one of their like core servers. Uh, and then you input a back door, and then you go. And then, you, and then you go into the main. And then you go into their main server. You go into like their main computer or whatever. Delete your fucking criminal record mm-hmm. because the whole thing. For those who don't know, the rich story of the Watchdogs universe is that this species, is that this operating system CTOS has started being spread out to different cities. And it is essentially a city-wide operating system. It controls every aspect of the city, including some like some of the corporations in the city. And it takes in all this data and tries to help people's lives be better. But the you know, you know fucking dead sec is like, oh, these fucking assholes are doing all kinds of horrible shit, and they're like fucking over people's insurance and whatever. Like people will, like people will be given how you live your life based on what CTOS takes in that can affect your insurance premiums. Uh huh. So like, even if you're an incredibly healthy person, if you go to like fucking McDonald's or whatever a lot, then they can give you like higher rates because you're at risk for heart failure or some bullshit. People used to joke. They would do things like that. And the conspiracy boards, huh? Yeah. That, that's, the, that's the joke of the series. Is that, oh, all those fucking tinfoil hat assholes hanging out in their fucking weird air-gapped computers were right? Holy oh. shit! <laughs> oh, boy. And yeah, yeah, DeadSec is all about, we gotta fucking take down the system, man. We gotta show this, we gotta give fucking freedom back to the people, man. Damn, it's big well, government. Big data. Well, one thing about chaos is that it can create accountability, so I kind of get it. Yeah, it's their their Y2K project mayhem. Oh Jesus Christ. Yeah. I am suddenly becoming very pro choice about this. <laughs> That's the nicest way I'm gonna put it. Uh, also, another really dumb thing. 
There's a mission that has you fuck over Martin Shkreli. Really? Yeah. So for those who don't remember, because the internet happens at the speed of now, uh, Martin Shkreli was a guy who took over a drug company and then hiked up the price of AIDS medication by like 400%. Yeah. Uh, that guy, yeah, he was that guy. And, and people get confused that with him and the people who hiked up the price for uh, EpiPens. Yeah, different people. Yeah, but two different people. In lesser news about Martin Shkreli, he also got the, he also bought the only copy of the most recent Wu Tang Clan album, and that's what got him for uh, what's it called um, money laundering. Yeah, so with the Wu Tang Clan, they released this big album. It was like they they made one copy on a single record, and then they sold it for two million dollars to Shkreli. So in the game, oh, okay. so in the game, what you do is. Uh, you you decide to target a billionaire pharmaceutical executive who hacked the price of drugs. Turns out he's a big fan of a fake rapper. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you go to the rapper's place, uh, hack his cell phone, mm-hmm. and steal some unreleased but still but still produced beats. You know, new songs or whatever. And then his name is uh, Bobo Yates, I think. And so, so you steal that shit. You make a soundboard so that you're able to kind of sound like him in a conversation. Then you hack Shkreli's webcam. I forget his real name. I forget his name in the game, but they're just call him Shkreli. You hack his webcam, then call him and say, "Hey, it's Bobo Yates. You want my new fucking album?" He gives him a sample, one of the songs. He's like, "Oh, fucking sick, dude!" And then transfers the money over to one of your accounts, and then you distribute that money out to the people. Well, I've got one thing to say about this. Yes. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. No, they ain't, dog. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Fucking Method Man and the Jizza are going to come fuck you up. Well, you actually managed to say sound wider than me, and that's a fucking accomplishment. Rest in peace, ODB. I don't know. This reminds me that just reminded me of an episode from CSI Cyber... Whatever the, the new one was. Oh God! Just, just, they they did something like they did something like that with uh, you know like and he, you can and you can scan yourself over to you, you and you can do an oh scan overlay to make you look like this other person and like make a virtual copy of them and I was like I don't think the internet works like that. It says some things. When talking about a video game that the phrase that reminds me of an episode of CSI Cyber can be uttered. Well, also, it, it wasn't it wasn't like you were fucking like real time altering your voice. It was you made a soundboard of stitched together audio bits. Oh, OK. So it was like, yo, it's yeah. Bobo Dakes, bitch. And then just like, yup. Or like, yo, oh, check it. Uh, just like little sound beats. Oh, so so it's like so it's like Darth Chef when they made an entire episode of him comprised of old sound clips, only probably more realistic sounding. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's 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 better than like a magic overlay that turns you into this other person. No, it was it wasn't like all right. So what we gotta do is we gotta fucking get like fucking seven sound seven key sound audios in order to make a voice profile and then overlay that on your voice. Yeah. No. That's that's what where CSI. it auto tunes your ass into an entirely different person. Yeah, it's not that. It is just 
we have these fucking eight audio clips. We can play them, and it will kind of sound like he's responding to your questions. All right. I can accept yeah. that. That sounds like something they do in Leverage. Okay. Which is basically a bunch of con artists who pull cons on rich fuckers who are screwing over, like, innocent people to, like, shift the blame on them. Those or damn rich people. Those fucking rich assholes taking all our money. Well, it's not even rich assholes. It's like, hey, I'm a land developer, and, you know, I have this shady shit happening, and I'm constantly pulling cons, and people are getting... Anyways. God, I wish that th- show never got canceled. So moving on. I got a humble bundle. Moving on. Ooh. Yes, the Which overwhelmingly one? positive bundle. This was a bundle of games that were um, indie games that received um, overwhelmingly positive ratings on Steam. Okay. So just let me uh, see here if I can actually remember what the games were in that bundle. I'm pulling it just because I'm curious. Uh, That bundle is no longer available. Well, I'm just curious on what was in it. And it doesn't even tell you. No, it does not. Assholes. But I have you just have to guess. No, I have an email that they sent that has all the shit in it. Let me just fucking see here. Da, 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 da. Really riveting content here, people. Oh yeah. So no, that's funny. I actually own half the game games in the current bundle. Fuck. Okay, well, uh, I, for, for whatever reason, it is not letting me access my bundle. Hold it's up. So, it's so secret you can't talk about it on a podcast. It knows you're recording this. It's like, nope, don't let him in. No yeah, one must know guy. what's on this bundle. If you, Okay, I actually got a list right here. Um, If you paid over a dollar, you get... Shantae, The Pirate's Curse, Epic Battle, Fantasy 4. I wonder what they're trying to riff there. And Pony Island. The average price, if you beat the average price, you got the Lucas Arts Adventure, Dave the Tentacle Remastered, and Deadbolt. Yep, pay 10 bucks or more, you get um, you get uh, VA11, VA-11, Hall-A, a cyberpunk bartender action, which is... You know, Valhalla and N plus plus. I paid over ten bucks. N plus plus. N plus plus is a is like a is an updated version of like a flash game where you were just trying to navigate your way around a room, avoiding explosives and trying to collect all these weird like yellow dots. Hmm. It's pretty fun. It's a decent like a. It's a decent uh like short burst game. It's like, yeah, I want to play this for a bit. Mm-hmm. So you like play like it for like half an hour, get through a few levels. Yeah. God, I could use one of those right about now. <laughs> yes, I got that. I played a bunch of N plus plus and that. Uh, it's fun. It is uh, the same kind of thing that I remember from the Flash game. Just really floaty controls, uh, but like con- like controlled floatiness. Like like when you jump up, it takes you a while to fall back down. 
the only kind of weird thing is wall jumping that doesn't always get right Work. like like you like you launch off of a wall way faster than I feel like you should uh-huh yeah uh deadbolt is something that I was able to that I feel like I'd be able to say a bit more about it is a side scrolling stealth murder game. So you're playing as this weird uh, combination there. So you're playing as this weird skull-headed guy. Um, you are you need to uh, break into all these places, kill all the zombies that live in there because the because like zombies are like formed a street gang. Okay. So you got to go in there, kill them all, and then once you kill them all, you escape, head back to your place where the fireplace tells you to go kill more people. The fireplace. Yeah, you're some kind of magic person, I think. Because one of the because one of the how high were the what the fireplace (laughs) was talking to me? It tells me to kill people. (laughs) (laughs) The leprechaun tells me to burn things. Okay, so yeah, you are playing a grim reaper, uh, trying to uh, kill a bunch of the undead who have started like coming back and taking over the streets. Okay. So yeah, what you can do is you can um. Your main your main method of trying like avoiding people is going through vents and like sewage pipes and whatever. Like if, like you can go to like a air vent or a or a toilet or something, and then ghost into it. Which unless you follow the piping to get to new areas, like to get around enemies or to get a, or to get like behind them so you can go and kill them and stuff. Uh, it's it's similar in a way to something like a uh, Hotline Miami where you die in one hit, but then you really quickly get back into the fray. But it's not that quick because the enemies, most a lot of the enemies don't die in one hit, and you do. Oh shit! <laughs> it's one of those games. Yeah, so it's about you trying to maneuver your way around these enemies, take them out without them getting a shot off at you. There's a cover system that you can use where you can like flip over tables or just hide behind couches or fridge doors or whatever. You can turn off lights in the room, making it harder for enemies to see you, but you can still see them perfectly. Yeah, and as you go along, uh, you pick up weapons. Uh, you can hold two weapons at a time. Uh, they they start you out like a pistol, like a 9mm pistol, and then you can find other ones. Um, once you are out of ammo, that gun is useless. And you unfortunately don't have any way to throw it. Lovely. And when you are aiming, you can't move. Oh, Fuck. Yeah, so, so, when you, so when you have a gun, you have to, like, fucking get behind cover or get yourself situated in a way that you can easily escape, wait for the enemy to come along, shoot him, shoot him hopefully in the head, and then just fucking bounce. Because if you aren't aiming, you, can, you still move around and stuff, but your only weapon is your fist when you're using a gun. And when you run out of ammo, it doesn't automatically switch you to a weapon that has ammo or switch you, or automatically switch you to a weapon that works. Like I, like I went in a place I had a I had you know the nine millimeter nine millimeter pistol and a hammer. So I ran out of ammo, and I was like, "All right, so right, so I got the hammer now. We'll just go fucking up on him." I didn't switch the weapon because I forgot, and I immediately died. So they just shot me immediately. Lovely. That sounds tough and all, but I'm st- I'm still trying to to get over the the fireplace telling you to kill people, dude. It's yeah, fucking too, magic. Cause... 
You sure it's magic and it wasn't some magical grass? I am sure. Yes, you burn a lot of drugs, but you are not actively inhaling said drugs. If you're burning it, you're probably passively inhaling it. (laughs) Also, I'm pretty sure you're burning cocaine. Okay, it's just not LSD. It's just a high-grade stimulant. Yeah. Which makes murdering better. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah, he he just walks out. <laughs> yeah, he just walks out of the building, fucking rubbing his teeth, covered in blood, and then he's gonna go out and do some business because the fireplace told him to. <laughs> yeah, the so fireplace is like, like a head in the. Does a head at least come out in the fire, or is the nope, fire just like a disembodied voice come out of the fireplace? Uh, you just walk up to the fire. You just walk up to the fireplace, sit in the chair, then the fire lights itself. Then it talks to you. And then you go over to your mission dossier. That then tells you who to murder. You know, like you do. Yeah, like I'm I'm sure uh, I'm sure that's a perfectly legitimate way for assassins to get their. uh, Well, again, he's not he's not an assassin. He's a he's a reaper. He's a grim reaper. Oh, right. Here to kill zombies. They have totally different rules then. Yeah. I've seen Dead Like Mm. Me. (sighs) Anyway, final thing. um, I've been playing a bunch of Titan Souls lately. Yeah. Yeah, I've been playing it on a PS4. I have it on PC, but I just kind of didn't play it for a while on there. Uh, Then I believe it was released. Yeah, it was released free on a PS Plus. It was released on PS Plus. It was released a while ago, I think. But anyway, yeah, so I've been playing that, and that game, I really enjoy it. It is just super frustrating. So for those who don't know, uh, Titan Souls is, in simplest terms, a very fast-paced, isometric 2D Shadow of the Colossus. Mm, yeah. Like you are a, I mean, this is about as simple as you're going to get. <laughs> yeah, you are this uh, tiny little person. I do not know if they are a boy or a girl. Uh, you have a ma- Tony to tell. Yeah, you have a magic bow and arrow that lets you fire out one arrow and then pull that arrow back. And you are going through this very detailed world that seems to have a lot of like history behind it that we don't know. And you are going to kill monsters. Ah. Now, the thing with this game is that once you find the right spot, all monsters will die in one hit. The trick is finding the spot. Also the fact that you die in one hit. Oh, great. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, heaven or hell mode. Yeah, like the first enemy that I fought uh, was a heart and a bunch of goop. So what I needed to do was I needed to cut away the goop and then shoot it in, and then shoot the heart. Problem with that is when you shoot the goop, the goop then splits and multiplies. So then the bits start jumping faster. Lovely. And so it gets to the point where if you do it right, 
you will have like at minimum like 10 different globules run going at different speeds all trying to kill you while you're trying to shoot this heart with a bow and arrow that doesn't have any kind of aiming reticle like mm-hmm. you, you, you just point it in that direction and hope that it is lined up properly And yeah, like it has all the stuff that I kind of like about, you know, Shadow of the Colossus. It has these like really interesting design bosses with these with these really simple explanations for how you defeat them that you have to figure out by yourself. Like one of them is you are fighting a brain in an ice cube. And when the brain uh and when the brain like slide and the brain what it does is it slides at you. And when it slides across the floor, uh, it, if it goes across the middle of it, then four little fires light up on light up on the top, bottom, left, and right side of the room. So what you have to do is you have to um, go to one of the you have to wait, you have to wait for the uh, ice cube to go across the center, lighting up the fires, which you then use to light your arrow on fire and shoot to melt the ice, then shoot the brain. Or there's like this uh, weird vine thing that you have to. You have to like shoot and then pull the arrow back, which then rips open one of the leaves, which then reveals the center of the thing. You have to shoot while you can't look at it. It's all really well designed. It's all really well uh, designed boss fights that all can be defeated in like less than a, in less than five seconds. There's like an achievement for beating one of the bosses in less than ten seconds, and it is just these really simple strategies that. Once you know them, you can implement them. It's just hard because the enemies are constantly moving, constantly doing all this bullshit, and constantly getting out of their way to make sure you can't hit them anywhere. Like, one of the more recent bosses I fought was a rock snake that's spending all of its time underwater. All I have to do is I have to shoot this gem on its tail. Problem is, I can only shoot the gem when it is at level with me. And I can only shoot when I'm standing on these floating ice platforms, which can be destroyed or be used to kill me if I am standing on them when the fucking giant snake bursts out of the water. Uh-huh. And then he's also saying a fucking electric shocks throughout the water that will kill me instantly. All kinds of shit. So I have to fucking be dodging him while also making sure that I have platforms close enough that I can swim over to one and then get a shot off before his tail goes back underwater. And they're sounds all hard. It is. It is pretty hard, and well, it is kind of hard. They're all incredibly simple solutions. It's just actually implementing them, which for me work better than some of the stuff in Shadow of the Colossus. Because Shadow of the Colossus, it was it was puzzle fights, mm-hmm. essentially, where you had to figure out the solution to this puzzle. But some of those puzzles were kind of obtuse. Just kinda. Like for example, the sixth colossi. Who is he has hairy palms and there are walls around you that are the size of his palm that are the size of like the back of his hand or whatever. So you're like, oh, I gotta fucking jump over and grab one of that. But no, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to go into the fucking back area, hide underneath the fucking bunch of stone, and the way for him to bend over so you can just do run over and stab the shit out of his hand. Cause you know that makes sense. Meanwhile, this all you have is a bow and arrow. All you have is the bow and arrow. So it's just how do I shoot this guy in his weak spot? And it all works. I can respect the elegance in the design. Yeah. Biggest problem with it, though, is that there is no real map or sense of direction. 
Like, I have no idea how many how many uh, fucking titans I need to defeat in order to beat the game. <laughs> and I also have no idea where they are. So far, I found them all just kind of wandering around. So there's so there's no the next boss is in this direction thing like Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, when you get to, well, like, all the bosses will have like a like for group, different groupings of bosses, there will be a hub area, and in the center there, like in the center of the hub area, there is a little stone rune that you stand on and it starts glowing, and then there are little circles on the edges of the area that tell you the general direction where the boss is in relation to this thing. So you have like, oh, he, he he's like up or down or left or right. But then you start going that direction. It's like, oh, I hit a wall. Now I need to fucking start going along this direction. And then whoops, now I'm in this fucking whole other area. Where, where am I doing here? No real oh, connection no. to some of those places. Like the place, like this world is very big. And I think it is really well designed and drawn in terms of the way they use the pixel art. It's just there is no real cohesion. Like I fucking beat like I beat a giant mushroom and a plant, and then all of a sudden I'm in the tundra fighting a yeti. So that is where Coloss like Shadow Colossus beats it in just terms of the cohesiveness of the world. That was one of the big things I really liked about Colossus is just this just this giant vast world that all felt like it was part of this one big thing that had this huge rich history behind it. In Titan Souls, it is Oh, we wanted fucking these guys, so we made the world kind of look like them. Look, there's water and stuff, so you're fighting water guys, you know? Good luck. But yeah. Titan Souls is still a lot of fun. It's all a very simplified version of this style of game, this kind of boss, this kind of boss rush, but I feel like it all generally works and is a lot of fun to play. It's kind of like N plus, but way more frustrating in that it is just one of those kind of like sit down, play for half an hour games, and then move on with your day. That half an hour is probably going to be probably going to be used to beat one boss. No, that's that's, that's a good way to do it, as opposed to. The only way to the only point in playing this game is if you can devote a six hour chunk of your day to it. Otherwise, don't bother. <laughs> I play a lot of games like that. <sighs> anyway, wow. Yeah, other than that, just like playing, still playing Doom. Doom's still great. I'm in hell now. Hell's pretty great. I mean, that's what happens. That's what happens in Doom. You go to hell. Yeah. Go to hell. You fight some guys. Uh, playing some more Dead Space Three with James for videos. Uh, new part of Dead Space Three is up now on the site. We made new weapons and such. Yay, new weapons! We both made different like, kinds of saws. I guess I would. Would you put on your saw? Uh, so my saw is like a kinesis module kind of thing, where it just kind of fires out a circular saw blade just kind of floats in the air for a bit. Hmm. James made a melee weapon that works like a saw, like a, like a chainsaw, where it's just this giant fucking just this giant like metal thing sticking out of it that just has like energy blades circling around it. It's really fun. Is there, 
I, I, I'm assuming there's limitations, so you can't just make any weapon you want. Uh no, you need the proper you need the proper raw materials. You need like uh, you need the proper cores. You need the proper everything. Like uh, like the way that it works is you start with a frame, and then you put a core on that, and then you have a secondary core that goes on underneath the main core. Which is how I got a shotgun with a shotgun attached to it. Wait, a shotgun with a shotgun attached to it. Yeah, kind of. Like I call I call it the shotgun, but it is act- so the top one is like a shotgun. It fires out, you know, this burst of bullets. And the second one, and then the bottom thing, this underhanging thing, fires out a collection of like iron rods into people. Yeah, I- I'm sorry, but the first thing that hit my mind is like, you know what my shotgun needs? More shotgun. Yeah, totally. Like the, the, the rate of fire on that thing is shit. So having two of them where I can just kind of alternate. I'll take two shotguns and tie them together and make it like kind of a bow staff that like occasionally I can shoot people with. <laughs> Close range, you know? Nah, dude, you got to go like fucking full Phantasm. Just like get rebars that, that like... You guys ever seen Phantasm? I don't think yeah. I have. In that, in that series of movies, a dude takes five shotguns and attaches them with rebar. And he attaches like one bit of the rebar to uh, like the caulking thing in order to, like eject the, in order to eject the shell, and the other one attached to the trigger. So he's able to yeah. fire. So he's able to like fire and then rechamber five shotguns at once. I think I have seen that actually. Sounds familiar. That is so over the top. It's glorious. Well, it well it's a movie where the bad guy is a guy called the Tall Man, whose main like forces of antagonism are floating metal orbs and dwarves in cloaks. I was going to say, this main antagonist is making people short. Yeah, actually, he totally does. I expect from a guy called the tall man, yeah, stupid he, tall people. He takes half of their brain and puts it in a metal ball, then then through the process of that, makes them shrink. Stupid tall people. Phantasm 5, available now. I am not high enough for this. Phantasm is a really good movie series. Oh, it sounds beautiful. I'm just like, I, my body is not Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> piece of shit. I couldn't resist. You motherfucker. <laughs> anyway. That was for me. Okay. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Alex, what have you been playing? Well, I decided to top off... My totally legal Final Fantasy run by playing the last one on the Game Boy Advance, Final Fantasy VI, which is actually good. Yes, it is. I, it, in my it, opinion, it's, and it's my personal favorite one. Yeah, like, it's period. It's arguably but the uh, pinnacle of the series thus far. A lot of people, well, even the people who's like, if it's not their favorite one, will at least say it's the, their favorite out of the two D ones. Yeah, no, it's it's. It's, it's. I mean, I, I don't know if it's the best, but it's probably the best out of four, five, and six, and one and two. Although one gets a pass for being relatively basic. Well, one gets a pass because like they were, they were just trying to figure out the formula. Yeah, and I I never played three, but I heard it's really hard and st- stupid. So we'll see about that. Maybe yeah. I'll play it one day. Anyway, Final Fantasy six, great fun. The villain is not a tree this time. Instead, it's a cleverly disguised version of the Joker. If he were a wizard. 
And eventually a god. And eventually a god, yes. He's, he, he's, uh, so, you know, as it goes, you, you start off with the, the evil empire, which I don't think actually has a, a name beyond the, the empire. Does it really need one? Does, I guess, I suppose not. You know, so the, the empire and their, 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 uh, their weapons of magitech, which basically means magic, because in this world, in this world, they had a war with people that used magic, you know, long in the past, as big famous wars tend to be. And uh, all all the creatures of magic, the the espers, as the translation called them, and they decided to keep that, you know, just disappeared. People were left with no magic whatsoever, and uh, they went about their non-magical lives without caring about magic. Until all of a sudden, this empire has magic. It it, it gives its soldiers magic. And they have giant mech suits that shoot magical lasers. Which yeah, are, it's like steampunk tech. Steampunk t- magic. And they're like, what? Magic is a myth. Where did all this come from? And uh, then you have your main character, a- as it would be, who is a mysterious girl brainwashed by the Empire and can also use magic innately, and she doesn't know why. And then it turns yeah. out it's because she's half uh, Esper. And for people that are like, what the hell's an Esper? It's basically a summon from every other goddamn game. Yep. Well, no, they were they were people changed into magical beasts by uh, the evil magical goddesses and used to fight their wars. And then afterwards, the goddesses decided, you know, maybe blowing up the earth isn't such a great idea after all. We're going to go away now. And uh, you magical beasts that everyone hates can, uh, you know... Fuck off. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> deal, deal with the problems yourself. So they decided to go into this alternate realm thing behind a gate. I don't know. The game kind of forgets about it after the, its plot point is over. And uh, the Empire broke into that 20 years prior to the start of the story and stole a baby from it and also took all the espers and started training their magic. And that's where their magic tech came from. Yeah. It, the game, The story gets convoluted at times. From what I remember, <laughs> yeah, they don't, they're not re- well. They're not really much interested in their story aside from a backdrop for magic because the Kefka, who is totally not Wizard Joker, decides that he wants the power of the all powerful statues to destroy the world. And midway through the game, that's exactly what he does. Then he just sits there for the rest of the game. <laughs> and he just yes, so they blow up. The, they blow up the game. The world map completely changes from three islands to. Uh, a bunch, a bunch of uh, scattered continents there, and uh, you know, every once in a while, Kefka just pops up and he's like, "Hey, that's that's a nice little hamlet you have over there. It'd be a shame if I burned it with my magical death laser." <laughs> and you know, he does that. <laughs> Basically, <sighs> like, um, have you guys ever read a comic called Emperor Joke Emperor Joker? I have not. Um. I want to fuck up trying to say this guy's name, but it's a Superman villain. Oh, it's the guy with the guy with the name that nobody can pronounce. The Mrs. Spitlick. Yeah, that's yes. Mrs. Spitlick. Mrs. Basically, he gets he gets ninety nine percent of his power. The Joker does, and just becomes God. So it sounds like since they stole the since Square stole. Um, 
the Joker from DC. DC stole the let's make Joker all powerful back from Final Fantasy. Which, I mean, yeah, it's, I, I guess that sounds fair. Although he doesn't quite have reality warping power. He just kind of sits in his big castle and occasionally shoots towns with his laser. Like you do. Or the, the, the light of judgment, as they call it. <laughs> so, you're one character who is not the character you started the game with, by the way, because Final Fantasy VI has no main character. Well, it, it kind of sorted, for the purpose of, like, having her interact in, like, Dissidia and other crossover games, the girl you start with at the beginning, Terra, is the main character. But, in fact, the game doesn't really have a main character like most other Final Fantasies do. The party's the main character in the this one. Yeah, the party's the main character. Like, occasionally, in the first half of the game, you have to have the people first into, forced into your party, but after the world is blown up, you start off with one character, you find more, and then you can just use whoever. Yeah, like, with me, I always used, um... Like, I always used Terra because she was OP until you quit having her for a little bit, then you get her back. But, like, I always used her, the thief, the ninja... And occasionally I would pitch it with uh, the guy that can suplex everything. Oh, yes, Sabin. The guy who can yeah, suplex Sabin. a train. That guy's awesome. <laughs> he's, 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 he's infamous. There's a scene where where the party gets split up and he meets up with the samurai guy and a ninja because they have those in Final Fantasy. Naturally. Yes. Uh, yes. So uh, they go to the samurai's home, which is uh, Dom- called uh, the Kingdom of Doma. Only for Kefka to walk by and be like, that's a nice lake you're over there. It'd be a shame if somebody had dumped a whole vial of poison into it. And, and you couldn't have any sort of drinking water anywhere else, so yeah. you want to drink the poison. Well, it's not even the drinking the poison. He pours the water into the into the, the lake. It turns purple, and everyone except the everyone except the playable character just randomly drops dead. <laughs> they never really they never really explain how it works. Just not even just not even need to drink out of it. Just you're dead. Yeah, just like, he's like, yeah. gee, the water looks odd, and then like everyone starts dropping around him except him for some reason. Because he has pop powers. They never, yeah, they never really explain why. I guess because it's hard to do stuff like that in sixteen bit. Yes, so his his entire kingdom, his king, his family dies, and when you die in this world, you get on a train which takes you to the afterlife. Naturally, the Phantom Train. Is Zelda so, on it? So, uh no, Zelda's not on it. No, this is this is not Spirit Tracks. This is not Spirit Tracks. This is an e- a creepy looking train. It sounds a lot that, like uh, Spirit Tracks. Yeah. No. Oh God, da- yes, it does. <laughs> this was this was quite a while before Spirit Tracks. Well, now yeah. we know where so they anyway, got it from. So you so you sneak onto this train that takes people that takes people to the realm of the dead, and uh, when you get there, you're like, hey, we're not dead, and the train's like the train talks. The train's like, I can fix that for you, and then you fight the train, which is a, a, an RPG-style battle where you're running along the tracks, and the train is chasing you, but you still get to, like, take your turn and attack him. I think and I've seen video have, of that. You probably have, because if, if Simon uses his suplex attack where he suplexes it, he can pick up the entire train over his head and suplex a train, and that is where the meme, suplex the train, comes from. Mm-hmm. And now you know. And no one is half the battle. <laughs> yes. G.I. Joe. So anyway, yes. So anyway, you know, you fight Kefka, you kill him, magic goes away forever, and they said, maybe the world can now recover now that there's not an evil clown shooting us with his magic laser. But wait, there's more! So, 
No, no, that's pretty much the end of the game. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. But wait, there's but wait, there's more. Was at the middle when they're like, we have to stop these statues from blowing up the Earth, and he's like, actually, you can't. And then the Earth, and, and then the Earth gets blown up. Well, not really get blo- gets blown up, but you know, like the the continents get fractured into islands, like I said, and you go from the world of balance to the world of ruin. Yeah, basically, basically what happens is like you know you have Super Pangea, you had Super Pangea back in the day theoretically where you had all this continents to make one supercontinent. Yeah. yeah. And imagine if you went from that to how the continents are set up like now in about three seconds. In about, yeah, because somebody decided to to go to go to the magic statue that keeps the world in balance and knock it over. Seriously, that's all that happened. They that, need that, to... That, that's what he does. Is that... Is the thing, like, not guarded or anything? Is it just like, hey, fuck you? No, it is. Well, no, it's not. It's not guarded. It was. It was like hidden, like on a on a continent that like fly. It's hidden on a continent that w- when you access the statues, the entire continent flies into the air. So no, it's really hard to get to. They and they they the guy spent twenty years trying to reach these statues. So no, it was hard to get to. But there's no actual guards. No, the statues are just sitting there. There is a super powerful boss that uh, guards them, but of course he attacks your party, not the bad guys. Naturally. Naturally, yeah. So, yes, and then he knocks the statue over because he wants to cause chaos, and that's exactly what he gets. And this is why Kefka is one of the most popular Final Fantasy villains. Yeah. Because he, because he, he says, really fuck has this shit, and tilts out? Well, no, just because he's like, he's like hey, he's, he's like, hey, it's, it's the statue that, like, will mess up the entire world if I knock it over. That sounds yeah. awesome. Well, Who the fuck would build a, a statue people, like that? Fair enough. But for a lot of people, Kefka was the first time they were introduced to the concept of nihilism. Yeah, pretty much. So that's why he was like so huge, because it's like he was written in a way to... He was written in a plausible way for nihilism, for a fantasy character, up until about halfway to where it's like, listen, if he really was a nihilist at this point, you'd be fucked. Because yeah, no, he's God. No, yeah, and no, his, this no, his, is his, why people are into fucking Fight Club. Yeah, his his evil villain speech is basically like, everything dies and everything gets destroyed eventually, so life is pointless. Why don't I just blow it all up right now? It's like, why don't we just fucking speed this shit up and quit wasting everybody's goddamn time? Yeah, and then, then, the, and then the party the party gives him like this speech. No, but we found love and, and trust this and the children and the good of the world and he's like bah you sound like no, you, no, 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 no. you're not saying it right we have found great love for the great justice we will find our family oh wait sorry that's a little too racist I don't no no no, no. I was gonna say <laughs> no this but no, it's the, pretty accurate actually, to what's this going is the, on this is, this is the first Final Fantasy that doesn't have any blatant uh, like not Japan's in it as far as I could tell oh but it it was but it was pretty on the nose with the theming of like, this is like that that has that entire you know, the power of love bullshit started happening in this game. Pretty much, and uh, and Kefka's response to all this, you know, like I know Chikara and stuff like that is, uh, you know, how oh, sickening. You sound like sap- chapters from a self help, a self what's he say? Self-help self help. Help booklet. Yeah, that's what he says, yeah. So like chapters from a self-help booklet. And then you fight him. 
and oh, then, God. he tur- he turns into a, a like he turns into this mountain of like things with his face on it and occasionally you find like Mary like what is blatantly Mary holding him in the position of Jesus if Jesus was a clown a clown wizard that's, that's a lot weirder than uh, I make it sound um yeah I'm gonna have to give you an image to even try to okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. explain this because it's really fucking hard it's weird it's cool looking but it's weird I mean it's better than X-Death the tree True. You know, it was it was uh, the first. Yeah, there we go. That's that's what the final boss is. And like you know, say at the bottom you have Satan, which is a reference to um, um, Inferno. And the center, it's a reference to Paradisimo or Purgatory. And the top is like you know. Virgin Mary holding Jesus, blah blah blah, and that's a reference to um, Paradise or Paradise, yeah. Which is, you know, that's Dante's Inferno, just Dante's Divine Trilogy, right there. Yeah, this was uh, the first. This was the first Final Fantasy game that decided to throw religion stuff into it. Okay, then. Even Gellian, even Gellian was being developed at this time, so you know. Yeah. It had to leak into everything, but it's, it, was, it was only until 7 when they went full, uh, you know, and everything. Like that. So that was Final Fantasy VI, and uh, despite how weird it is, it's still probably the best of uh, the Super Nintendo titles. Maybe even the best Final Fantasy altogether, but people will debate you on that. I'm not even sure if that's my favorite one. Okay, then. Okay, and then uh, then I played the, the, the demo of Ikaruga. Which is a rail shooter, kind of. Have you ever heard of that one? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying t- to think of it, and I, it- it's 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 the one where like the ship can be the ship is white, and then if you hit a button, the ship turns black. Oh and, yeah, okay. Uh, and you get white and black lasers shot at you, and and, the, uh, and you have to switch to. Because there's no way you're dodging everything unless you're a god. Yeah, no. Uh-huh. So the, the the same color lasers power you up, and uh, the opposite color lasers kill you in one hit. Yeah. So uh, I only got the demo because I was too cheap to buy the real the full game. So I just played, st- which just lets you play stage one. So I played stage one of Ikaruga about ten times. I got pretty good at it. Um, but I guess there's yeah. So you know, I just played that a lot. Uh, what else did I do? Oh, yeah. And then I went, then I went back to my weird Japanese uh, robot games in preparation for uh, the newest one, which is coming out in English next month, or really badly translated English. So English. I decided, yeah, yeah pretty, well, it's a little better than English, but it's still pretty bad. So, yeah, so I played the Super Robot Wars Alpha series, which is Alpha 1, Alpha Gaiden, Alpha 2, and Alpha 3. And unlike Z, it actually does get better as things go, as things go on. It went from uh, the first two were on the PlayStation, and uh, it still had pretty basic basic uh, animations. And then it went to the the I think uh, it wasn't it wasn't the first PS2 Super Robot Wars, but it was the first one that really took advantage of like you know motions and stuff. Like it's it's not just like use the beam rifle attack. Okay, static sprite, pull out gun, one shot, bang. Put it back in. That's the attack. You know, it would be like you'd pull out the gun and it'll move around a bit. 
and then it'll shoot like four shots instead of one. Yeah, I'll be more cinematic in its delivery. Per, yeah, pretty much. Like it, it was the it was the first one that had like you know thirty second long uh, c- cinematic attacks. You know, like summon it's like summoning the forces of hell. Yeah, one robot can do that somehow. Fucking it's robots, dog. Yeah, They're powerful. Yeah, 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 yeah. The fighting robot. Mega yes. Man. Well, one of one of them has uh, Edeon in it, which. Uh, You've probably you've probably never heard of this because it's a really old anime from like 1980 that was never translated. It was fan translated, but it was never brought over. And uh, Edeon has the power to destroy the universe. Naturally. Yeah. So um, if Edeon ever gets shot down, up goes the universe with a special cinematic, even of it exploding and like just. So why would you build that? Also, are you piloting that, or is the enemy piloting that? No, no, no! You're piloting that. Okay, I just it didn't make it wouldn't make a lot of sense if it was like, hey, you got to fight this fucking robot. If you beat it, the universe ends. No, 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 no! You you pilot it. It's like this has this has it has ungodly power, and you can use it to uh, you know save the day. But if you die in it, the universe ends. Again, why would you build that? Um, nobody built it. It just kind of like magics into existence. Yeah. It's it's like yeah it it was basically just kind of magicked into existence by like this space god energy thing. I don't know. They never really explain where it came from. Like they just find it in an archaeological dig one day, and they're like, "This thing is dangerous." But it's the only thing we can use to save us from the bad guys. Except in Super Robot Wars, there's actually many other things you can use, like Avas and Gundams. You know, but no, we must use the one that has the mo- the highest risk to reward ratio. Well, it's th- here's the thing: it has it has an infinite range map attack, which means you put it in a corner, you turn it around. Uh, this this only happens if it gets hit enough and like it powers up to the maximum level. You put it in a corner, you turn it around, it can hit everything on the map for something that does stupidly powerful amounts of damage. And wouldn't you? Wouldn't that like? Yes, you'd also kill your own guys. That's why you don't want to make a big. You, that's why you don't usually use it in that matter. No, I mean, wouldn't it disincentivize the people trying to kill you if they knew that blowing up that robot means killing everybody? Yeah, they don't really uh, think. They, they, no, they, they don't believe it. Oh, you know, they're like they ah, think that it's like, like a it can't be that story from the other side. We don't believe you. Oops. Well, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, no, they don't. They don't. Uh, they don't believe you. And uh, to be fair, uh, you know, the guys you fight are pretty powerful too. Not quite. I don't think they can quite blow up the universe, but you know. But like casuals. the way you just described using that thing towards, like, yes, it would destroy your friendly units too. And I'm like, unless that's a loss condition, I don't think I would care because that sounds like the I win button. Well, it won't kill bosses when one shot, you know. Well, they have, shit. they have like they they have lots. Yeah, they have lots more HP. So I mean, you'll kill all the regular enemies because it's, it's a tactical, you know, it's a tactical uh, turn-based, you know, strategy game. Yeah, where you get your turn. So no, I mean, uh, you ca- I mean you you can you can hit everything on the map. You'll kill all your allies. You'll kill all the weak units, but the bosses will still be there, and then you'll have to kill the boss with the, the only the one thing left. And also, you'll have to spend like half your half your in, 
total funds of up of uh, money, you know, because every time a unit gets shot down, you have to pay for it to get it fixed. So that's like all all your money gone if you frequently keep killing everyone. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Also, there's some also there's some maps where like if a if a main character if it if it's a series plot mission that means the main characters on the map if they of that series if they die you lose. Okay. Because yeah, you like when Shar's on the map, you know Amaro's on the map too, and if Amaro dies, that's a problem. You lose. Again, that character just that that one mech sounds just fucking unbalanced. Oh yeah. But its well, unbalancedness kind of balances his ass right back in because it, it's like this is the nuclear option. You only use it when you're fucked, and it yeah. still might not work. Yeah, well, he, it's, he also doesn't have this kind of power all the time. Like he starts out, it starts out strong, but he he has to get he has to get hit like a certain amount of times and have his HP like go below fifty percent in order to get that uh, attack that hits everything on the map. And every time it kills something, he powers down a little. So you know you can't make you can't have him destroy everything. Oh, okay, no, that's not fun. Yeah. So uh, he's also only in Alpha Three, as opposed to the other four, uh, the other three games. So you can't, you know, Alpha Two, you can't quite have him to abuse everything. Well, that I, sucks. I don't think there was anything. Yeah, well, there's not. There's not really like Alpha Three has a lot of powerful units, but because uh, you know when, when you get into uh, the entire the fate of the universe is at stake, as opposed to just the fate of the planet Earth. You tend to bring in the the godly powerful things that you wouldn't otherwise like Voltron. Yeah. Like, well, no, no, Voltron was only in W. <laughs> it was in Super Robot Wars W. Okay, to be fair, I yeah. kind of get the point of not bringing in the oh, the stupidly big guns yeah. unless the fate of the universe is in play. Because it's like, okay, yeah, the fate of the Earth is in play, or whatever. We can fucking move. <laughs> uh, yeah, space travel is a thing. We got colonies um, and stuff. Yeah, it's like, you know, oh my god, Mr. President, the fate of this one state, you know, is in play. It's like, yo, that's horrible, but we're only going to do so much so because we, we still got 49 of them to protect and defend. But if it's like, oh, Mr. President, the fate of all of North America is in, okay, now we have to, you know... Well, the president now he'd there be. Is one, well, there the president, is one character. With, with the president now he'd be like, does that include Mexico? Because if it's so, they're not fucking doing shit. Yeah. No. There is <laughs> one like... character who appears in all four games. Who uh, he he has two he has two robots he can choose from, like the stupidly overpowered one, not quite like not quite planet or galaxy destroying, but like you know could still level a city if it goes out of control. And then the it, not it's so a, powerful one. It's a solar system, not galaxy destroying. I'm guessing. No, no, no! It's not even no. It's like, like, like if if he misfires, he might blow up a city. Uh, oh, it's like oh, I missed, and there goes LA. Yeah, something like that. So yeah, so he's in all four games. He he's, he has the same plot in all four games. I can't use Shin Getter Robo. It's too powerful. I'm gonna go with the the weaker one just to be safe. Oh wait, it's a serious threat. I guess it's worth pulling it out after all. And it's like, but the threat is gone. I'm gonna seal it away again. And he does this. He does this every game in the, in this series. Is him like sealing it up? It's also just so you don't get it to start with because it's kind of powerful. 
It's like, yeah, yeah. No, you don't get to start with it. And in one game, you do, and then he immediately he's like, nope, nope, not no, a high threat is, level for this. Nope, back fuck in you. The thing. Nope, nope. <laughs> it's like, okay, now that you got the basics of the gameplay, now you can figure out the basics of fucking basic tactics, asshole. Yeah. It's called an abilities, Why? motherfucker. Because fuck you. Yeah. Well, they usually have that problem in a. In a sequel, it's like, what do you do with all the overpowered endgame units from the last game that they still have? Yeah, they're all dead. Um, Fuck it. Uh, uh, maintenance. They're 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 being maintained for like eight months. They're all time. asleep. Yay! You don't nope, want to well, wake the nope. baby. There there is what there is one there is one uh, unit that actually that in the OG series that does that. It's like, nope, it's sleeping because it's sentient. It's like, no, he's sleeping. We can't use him now. He won't wake up. What? If he wakes up, he'll uh, be cranky. He, yeah, no, uh, he's okay. sleeping. Um, because it's a video game, here, here's an idea. Because I, I got a feeling this game probably helps sell toys. Correct? Yeah. Uh, sometimes. Sometimes, right? Sometimes. So, l- let's say you're going from the first game to the second game. You got all these overpowered units from the first game. Make it just make it to where those are your standards in the second game, and have new toys to sell in the second game that are your new overpowered units. Well, there's some they can't because it's based on it's based on pre-existing series. So I mean, sometimes they will in fact make up an original unit like Mazen Mazen Kaiser, which was an upgrade to, to Mazinger Z, mm-hmm. because that was the only machine in the thing, and they were tired of him using the same thing every single game. But they usually like. Like when Amuro Ray goes up to the new Gundam, which is new and and you not new, like a brand new Gundam, like that's as high as he can go. He he doesn't have anything else. Occasionally they they bring like conceptual art like stuff that never made it into series, but usually they're like, we have to downgrade him to the first thing because we have to give him the old thing as an upgrade because there's nothing else we can upgrade him to because this the show only had two robots. Ah, uh, to be fair, like um. The Dynasty Warrior games got away around it. The Dynasty Gun- Gundam Warrior games. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you could shove any pilot into anything. It really did not matter. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, sometimes they're like that. Like, Gundams are usually like that. Anyone can pilot a Gundam usually. Except, like, if it's a series where, like, specifically only this one character. Like in Gundam Double O. Or Wing or, Zero. Yeah, or everyone can use Wing Zero. Even though it's not supposed to be possible. You can put Duo and Wing Zero if you want. Yeah. Without him going crazy. Even though only Hero was supposed to be able to use it in series. But like yeah. in Gundam Double O, they're all bio-locked to their original pilot, so you can't switch them around. In fact, yeah. that's, the only, that's, the only, that's the only machines they can use. They're not free pilots. In fact, as, as the series has gone on and attack, uh, attack animations have gotten more and more complex, they've gradually phased out switchable pilots. Because it's gotten harder to justify... I think in Z2, like, only a few random Gundam characters could be switched around. Mm-hmm. But I suppose that's uh, that's just uh, something. Because, I, I mean, as as graphics goes up, they have, they've had to make cuts. Like, it used to be you could separate, you know, like, the combining robots into, like, their five single units if you want and play as them separately. You don't want to do this because they're really weak and it's a terrible idea. But you can... The option is there. The option it's a is stupid there. option, but it's there. It's there, but it's stupid, <laughs> but it's there. But the after they got to the PS2, they like we can't, 
we don't have the the memories to do that anymore. So it's just like you you start out combined, you can't separate them. So like unless you want us to go back to the to the graphics days of like the PS One, you're gonna have to make do without an option nobody uses anyway. Which is fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, I think that's all I have to say about that for this week. Okay, then. On to you, Ziploc. Oh, okay. I've normally I can play like 10 ish games or at least sample 10 games because I have a lot of like, okay, what well, do I need a review and do that? No, I've been working on something for a few months and been kind of keeping a lid on it. So, Welcome yeah. Welcome to my world. Um, in order for me to review something, I have to beat the game. Granted, it, you can beat this game in like 40, 50 hours, and it's an RPG. It's a Disgaea. I decided to do the PC version, because the PC version of the second one is being released this coming week. So let me t- tell you a little bit about um, the PC launch. Um, it was like last year, and this is a PS2 game originally. Yeah. Then it got... Then it got switched over to the PSP, then the DS. I think it's they, been remade like five times. This is like the fifth fucking time. It is stupid. But, okay. Um, how should I put this? Oh, yeah. This game, to get to the end game content, takes months. Of work. You're not even having fun anymore. You're just working. <laughs> I have to finish this. I'm obligated to finish this. This game will not beat me. God damn fun, it. What was that? Like, it was like just beating the main story mode. Again, 40 hours. But to get to some of the big, big end bosses. Like... Okay, let me explain some of the systems because this is about to get really convoluted really fast. Okay, it's a tactical RPG that is anime-based and the sprite look is like like really good PS1 graphics, you know? Yeah. yeah. Because of the amount of shit you can have on screen. Now, the PC launch didn't fare that well because it was buggy as shit. And it wasn't until about August of last year to where they finally got all the bugs out of it. Because Nippon Itchy Software, or NIS, cannot do ports to save their ass the first time around. They get better at it. Yeah. Um, they're about to release the second one, and hopefully they learned. And like they were really like supportive. It was like, hey, listen... We'll give you updates of everything. You tell us what is wrong, and we'll work on fixing that. You know? We already got a list of stuff, but hey, you can always add in the list, and we'll fix it. Um, like, And even mild complaints of, the, hey, on the Nintendo DS version, you had these unlockable characters that were exclusive to it. We'd kind of like to have them on the newest version as well, so they patch that shit in. So, you know, they were very supportive. Here's my complaint about, or my suffrage, I guess, involving this. The max level is 9,999. 
But just because you're at max level does not mean you're at max stats. To get the max stats, you're going to have to get 5,000 mana, at least, per character, and this isn't mana as in magical power to do special moves and, like, healing stuff. That's SP. It's one of those fucking games. Um, mana, basically, you get for beating each, for beating a, if you're, that particular character gets the last hit on something, it also gets all the XP. So leveling up a healer is a son of a bitch. <laughs> I hope enemies don't scale, and I hope they do, they scale to your level, right? Oh, fuck no. They don't. No. Well, then what in the game is worth getting, getting that levels that high? Hold up. I'll get there, but okay. this is okay. this right, takes continue. steps. Right. So you can also level up your. You can also go into what's known as the item world, where you can go into these maps that are located in an item, like say a sword, a shield, some armor, some boots, some glasses, or a one-time usable health item, and beat maps and level up the item, right? where it boosts the stats that it gives you whenever you're using it or have it equipped. And that goes up to 255, I believe. Then each spell, every time you use it, it builds XP and that levels up to 99. Getting up, and the thing is, the stronger the weapon is, the higher the level that the enemies will be in the area, and they'll scale up quicker. So... And every 10 levels that you go through that dungeon and the item, that's when you can get out unless you get a Mr. Gency exit. Which is a pun on emergency, and God, this game is filled with puns. This is why you might want to get to that level. To unlock one special boss, you have to go to the Dark Council, use mana to ask them to give you tougher, to level up everything that you're fighting 20 times, which maxes it out. Now, everything is not level 99. It's just scaled up 20 times. So, in a certain area, you can fight this asshole who is, whose base level, before all the levels up, up is 35,000 and gets leveled up to 900 or 9,999. Don't... But he really isn't that bad because after you unlock him, you just can go and ask him to fucking lower the difficulty of everybody right back again, dropping his ass back to 35,000. This all just sounds kind of stupid. Yeah. And after you beat him, you get him as a character and he is OP as shit. Ah, yes, those guys. Good luck! (laughs) (laughs) This is the game that does not want to end. Does he have the same boss stats as when you get him? Oh, yeah. Wow, wow. Super Robot Wars doesn't even do that. Oh, yeah. He's like, no, you get him and he's still OP. Oh, wow. Um, It's it's like, hey, hey, remember remember when I had 130,000 HP? Well, now I only have 6,000. 
Oh no, he he keeps all his stats. Actually, certain characters get better when you get them than when you fought them. Ah, yes. And that's even fucking more awesome. But you can actually fight the main protagonists in the next game to the series. As bonus fights. You don't get them. You just can fight them. Well, you fight you fight the guys from the following games? Yes. I assume this was done in one of the many re-releases. Yes, it was. It was okay. done in the... It was done in, uh, like, the PSP re-release of the Nintendo... No, yes. or the Nintendo DS release. Yes, I, I know I know. NIS isn't that on the ball if they have all the stuff worked out in advance. Oh, fuck no. But you can also fight characters from including that one god-awful boss that you can fight at max level if you really want to. Uh, from three different other NIS games. <sighs> this game is nothing that, but hey, I would like to grind. So grinding okay. and bosses and grinding and bosses and grinding and bosses. It really sounds Basically. like it. Just Christ. <laughs> and oh yeah, by the way, um, if you get to the last level of the item worlds. There's an item god that you can get legendary items from when you kill them <sighs> to do it all over again. Goody. Why would you do this? You have problems. No. <laughs> I skipped that part. <laughs> you have problems. <laughs> It is a oh. part where it's like, hey, do you want to do even more stupidly overpowered optional stuff? No, I think I've had enough. I'm out. <laughs> I'm good. Good luck with that. When I got a couple of my characters to level 5,000 so I could beat all these motherfuckers because there's ways of to where you're killing like level 300 stuff and you're getting the XP for killing something that's like level 2,000 time, but getting double that XP... Because there's glitches in the game to where it's just a bad programming on their end. Because they're throwing in around numbers that fucking big. That's the only reason why I was able to do it. And it took me a few months to do so. This all sounds like if you took Mugen and made it work for RPGs. Basically! <laughs> How much of this stuff was actually in the original game? Because I don't even remember. Um, let's see. The item world stuff was. The cable ordeals was. I'm actually having to look at the script. There are seven endings in the game. An alternate ending, an alternate storyline that was added. With two endings. And then you have 15 classes you can unlock along with the 22 classes that you get, and each class can have up to six subclasses, which are just better versions of the base class. Hmm. Just with better base stats, basically. Then you have the Cave Ordeals, Prinyland, the Alternate Netherworld, the Beauty Castle, and the Ball Castle. And it's B-A-A-L. Okay. And, yeah. Oh, yes, Prinnies. Prinnies are basically this game's Mario. They're not the lead character, but they're the mascot character. 
Okay, then. They're penguins that explode. When you throw them. When you throw and, them. And basically what it is, is you have these penguins that are like sewn together penguin costumes. And in the penguin costumes is a human soul that, if they, and Celestia, which is basically heaven, they, they try to work off their debts for, um, you know, they work with angels and stuff to absolve themselves of whatever sins to, and the ones with minor sins go there, you know? And they try to absolve themselves of sin to be reincarnated. In the underworld, they work for money. And these are like where the people with bigger sins go. And basically, long story short, they do all that and they eventually become, get, work off their sins and still become reincarnated. Now, as much as I just bitched about this game, this game is fucking great. If you just play the main story, then leave it. Um, because it starts out with the main character, Laharl, rising out of an open coffin after being awoken by Etna, who just basic, you can tell by the various weapons surrounding her that she used a, everything from a shotgun to a pistol to a chain gun to a turbo laser, turbo laser to try to wake his ass up. Did you almost say turbo lesbian? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I know, I almost said turbo le- laser instead of laser. <laughs> so what else you been playing then? <laughs> That's all uh, he's been playing. It, it consumed his entire life. <laughs> he even went and bought he even went and bought some stuffed printies to put in his house. Oh yeah. Because you well, know they make those. Yeah, I know they do. Um but the story is actually done really well. Because now you basically play as Laharl, who has to try to take over his father's old job as the un- as the Netherworld's overlord, and he's an asshole <laughs> in the most hilarious way. Because it's like he's an immature kid, is basically what he acts like, like you know, a spoiled yeah. little rich kid sort of thing. But the story's actually written well to where it's about him overcoming grief because you found out, like, his mom, he got some rare sort of disease and his mom was a rich, did a, which did a ritual to cure him of disease, but the ritual required her sacrificing her life. So the reason why he became hateful and spiteful is because that was his way of dealing with grief. Okay, then. Um... Well, it's th- that's that's what happens, you know. Yeah, some people become, like, really bitter when something bad happens to them. And that's basically what happened to him. You know, bad things happen, and you're like, I hate everyone. <laughs> Society you must know. perish. I need well, to go destroy that statue that keeps the continent together. <laughs> no, it's not even that. It's like, you know, when you have a kid and they go something, and something bad happens, or something doesn't go their way, and they act all shitty about it. Yeah. It's more of that tone of it's just like it's his own own immaturity because he acts like he's fucking twelve. Okay then. No, demons age slowly, you know. Yeah, he's. I think the game at one point says that he's one thousand one thousand two hundred and fourteen. 
but he acts like he's 12, so in my mind, he's 12. Yeah, Japan's funny like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But other than that, I actually had been playing some other games, even though that consumed me for a while. One of them is Rogue Legacy. I thought you said Rogue Galaxy for a second. No, Rogue Legacy. And I was going to wince. <laughs> Rogue You're Legacy not a fan is of Rogue interesting. Galaxy? Well, let's just say um, I got about a third of the way into the game, and from that point on, even though I grinded like 20 levels extra, everything would one-shot me. <laughs> so I'm not really sure what I did wrong, but I just kind of gave up. I was like, okay, clearly this game does not want me to play it anymore. I'm done. <laughs> This game has gained sentience, and it just said, fuck you. Yeah. I mean, it's like, okay, I'll go. There were three paths. I picked all of them. All of them had enemies that could instantly kill me, and that's when I said, okay, I give up. You win. It's like, you win, I lose. Bye. You win. I got better better things to do at my time than sit here for 20 years trying to finish this game. Excuse me, I need to go not play Digimon Story. Yeah. But Rogue Legacy is a game to where it's an action platformer, kind of like a Castlevania game. Like a, like the Metroidvania type of Castlevania game. Yeah. Um, but the castle is randomly generated. Because every time you die, you have to pick one of your children to carry on your legacy. Yeah, the roguelike. And you can't... Yeah. But the they can have these weird stats like... And some of them, for me, makes the characters unplayable. One of which is Vertigo. <laughs> Basically, you're, it flips the screen upside down. Yeah, there's a lot of really dumb ones like that that don't make a whole lot of sense. And I'm like, I like, I get sick trying to play it. Like, all of two times I've tried to play a character like that, not going to happen ever again. Like it's not much on story, but goddamn, is it not fun? Yeah, it, it's again, it's one of those games where you just kind of sit down and just play it. Yeah, you just sit down and enjoy yourself, um, you know, and level up every time that you die, because the only way to get better is to get a bunch of money, die, spend that money, and whatever you don't spend until you get further in the game, um, is gone. You lose all of it. Once you get further in the game, you can get it down to where you only lose half at a time. Yeah, there's a Grim Reaper-looking dude standing at the doorway who won't let you in until you give him all your money. Yeah. But there actually is a lore in the game because you can find... Um, what are they called? Uh, journals. And according to the game's lore, it's like, yeah, it's a fair price for me to take all of your money because nobody's walked out alive, so I might as well... So if you really want to go in here and throw your fucking life away, I'm taking all your money. Yeah. Huh. Sh- well, shit. So, yeah. The years of the um, lives of the people actually just keep going, and I... And it started, and it starts in like the year thirteen hundred. I went through enough people to where I was in the year four thousand <laughs> <laughs> before I beat the game. And what happened in the future? <laughs> the future is weird. 
Apparently, we still have uh, still use sword shields and plate mail. Yeah. Naturally. And there's magic everywhere. Again, naturally. But apparently you occasionally can get someone that has the trait of the one. And then it, it just slaps a fucking cyberpunk paint of coat on the Is background. It's played by Keanu Reeves. You mean coat of paint? Paint of coat, yes. <laughs> I know what I've said, and I'm going to say it backwards again. <sighs> but no, he meant coat of pain. It's like it's like a, a badass way of saying I'm gonna gonna put a coat of pain on you. Oh yeah, brother! Attack with the sword. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. But speaking of roguelikes, I also started playing Enter the Gungeon. Fuck that game! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. It's fun. But fuck it. As as soon as I get to the second level, I'm a dead man. It's not a matter of if, it's when. And what's funny was what got me interested in the game is that I was watching like Team Four Star and there's a thing called a uh, you know where Vegeta they get someone to voice act Vegeta playing the game. Uh yeah, that's a uh, Renegade for Life. Yeah. yeah. It's like just, I just watched that and thought it was hilarious when he played it. And I was like, this seems like a really fun game, so I'm going to try it out. And it is fun because some of the guns are hilarious. Like the rad gun, which is a gun with a skateboard on the bottom of it. And if you're when you're reloading it, if you hit the quick reload, reload it'll say, like, rad and do a little kickflip. Noise. Yeah, it also say that, too. And uh, also you can get the NES Zapper. Naturally. And the Moon and Knight's gun from Makotin and the Force. (laughs) (laughs) And and it shoots one big-ass pixel, and it travels so slowly. Yeah, that seems right. That seems about right. (laughs) So, but it damn near one hit kills anything that isn't a boss, so I'll just run up to him dodge roll all the way up to him shoot it shoot it at him in point blank range and run does that work oh dear god yes because yeah. when you shoot him at point blank range with a moon knight gun it kills him unless they're a boss I thought you were about to say no and I was like oh wow that's pretty tough if you're like ah point blank ah nice try but you can shoot it from a distance but honestly you can outwalk the bullet that's a really slow bullet. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that one episode. Can you get damaged by your own bullet? Nope. Okay. Good, because I was just going to say, like, if it was... Wait. It was like, oh, maybe. yeah, so I fired the slow-ass bullet. I haven't tested bullet. that yet. <laughs> maybe I haven't tested that. I'm going to have to that go back and check. Too slow. I'm just going to go into punching range. Ah, oh, I shot myself in the back. <laughs> uh, and killed myself. Oh, no, I shot myself in the front with my bullet going the same direction I was. <laughs> It's like I walked in my bullet, bullet from behind. How the hell? That seems like an Aqua Teen joke. <laughs> but yeah, like... Like most of the weapons outside like the based weapons 
they have flavor text that is a reference to something. Or the weapon itself is a reference to something. They just they just had fun with it. So, yeah, that's basically what I've been playing. All right, then. Does we play so, then? Those three games. So, first up, uh, I mentioned it earlier in the show, uh, but Ubisoft has released a free demo version of Watch Dogs 2 on PS4 and an Xbox One version that just came out today, the day we are recording this, January 24th. Yay. Neat. Yeah, so the game is... The game is the full game. It's just the entire game, uh, and you get to play it for three hours before it shuts you out. It has all the features, all the co-op, all the multiplayer stuff. Um, a couple of people actually invaded my games while I was playing. Mm-hmm. Got to mention that because it wasn't nothing really happened with it. Uh, mm-hmm. You can get fucking DLC or whatever for it while it's in the trial mode, but you need to buy the full game to actually get access to that shit. Uh, same thing with mm-hmm. achievements. Like there are like you won't actually get achievements in the game until you buy the real thing. And right now on PS4, it is at a marked down price. Uh, and that price will be holding until February 7th, I believe. Okay. Yeah, so uh, no word on if this is going to be coming to PC or at any time soon, but if you've been interested in Watch Dogs 2 and you have a PS4 or an Xbox One, you can check it out for free right now. Moving on. Uh, so, Capcom has announced that Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 will be coming to Xbox One and PC on March 7th. This is following a decent length of time behind the release on PS4. Both versions on Xbox and PC will be available for $25, same as on PS4. And on the same day, March 7th, physical copies will be released for Xbox One and PS4 through GameStop. Through GameStop for a price of thirty bucks. That's five dollars higher than the digital version. Uh, it has a it's described as a limited edition, and it will have updated cover art, which is to say mm-hmm. new cover art, as well as a ten page comic. Ooh, yeah, uh, I the, like comics. Yeah, the comic uh, is has work being done on it by Sean Chen and Gerardo Sandoval. And it, quote, mm-hmm. tells the story of two colliding universes featuring some of the most iconic Marvel and Capcom characters. The cover has uh, She-Hulk fighting one of the Redfields, I think. Uh, Iron Man fighting Ryu, Storm fighting Morrigan, Spider-Man fighting Chun-Li, and Rocket Raccoon fighting Zero. <laughs> That's neat. That, that, that's, that's, that's an interesting matchup. Yeah, it is. Moving right along. So, a while back, uh, White Wolf Publishing, uh, the publishers of the World of Darkness RPGs, which include Vampire the Masquerade, uh, announced that some of its properties uh, will be will be licensed for video games and other such things. Uh, today, Focus Home Interactive uh, has announced that they will be that uh, they will be publishing. Uh, Werewolf the Apocalypse, developed by Cyanide Studios. How did I know that was coming as soon as you mentioned Vampire Masquerade? Because? Because that's... 
I mean, it's like their only other really big one that hasn't gotten the love it needed to on the video game side. Yeah. So, Werewolf the Apocalypse, much like, uh, you know, Vampire the Masquerade, is based on a tabletop RPG. Uh, whereas in, whereas in Vampire, you're playing as vampires, and this one you're playing as werewolves. Surprise, huh. surprise. What's the name of the studio? Uh, Cyanide Studios. They're the developers of, um, recently, of Orcs and Men and the Sticks games. They also have a long history in uh, cycling games. Huh. Yeah. I'm interested. So yeah, it came in a press release, and uh, it doesn't really have any real information about what the game's going to be like. Presumably it will be similar to Vampire the Masquerade. What it does say is, quote, become a werewolf known as a ghetto uh, from the French Galou ghetto, uh, meaning werewolf. Immersed in the atmosphere of this shamanistic and tribal world, Garo are werewolf warriors, a post-urban civilization and supernatural corruption, all heading towards inevitable apocalypse. It's always inevitable apocalypse, yeah. isn't it? Tobias Sjogren, CEO of White Wolf. Uh, said on this whole deal, the world of darkness has always attracted creatives with a strong passion of telling for telling dark and immersive stories. So to work closely with the great talent at Focus Home and Cyanide exploring the savage werewolves in this universe is an absolutely fantastic experience for us at White Wolf, and we are more than excited to see this great and highly relevant IP realized in a video game. That sounds like a fucking businessman talking. Oh, yeah, because this guy is like, relevant IP. Bullshit. Um, I'm sorry, but yeah. White Wolf pu- Publishing, like, the last big thing they made was not even anything of, for anything of their own. There were um, splat books that were additions to 3.5. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, and isn't... Didn't Onyx Path take over all the White Wolf shit, basically? Yes and no. It's one of those things due to legal mitigation. It's certain things are still in limbo. Okay. Kind of want. I kind of want to run a game of this. This looks interesting. Oh, it is. It's just like not much has been done with it lately. Like, um, I'm interested in the actual game because. I've recently played Shadowrun, and that was not bad at all. And Shadowrun was originally a tabletop game, and when I played Shadowrun Returns, it was a perfectly good and serviceable game. A little old school, but it was done by a very, very small developer. Yeah. So if you get a bigger developer with a bigger budget that knows what they're doing and there's enough people who work not players, but GMs and of the game, you could you could be good and set. If you get people who remembered what it was like to play it, but and but not actually run a campaign, you're fucked. Okay then. Hmm. Yeah, I 
I never really got that into Vampire of the Masquerade Bloodlines. Neither did I. Mainly because mainly because my PC was too good to run it right. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Uh, it was based on um, your CPU speed, and if it was too high, it would run it way too fast. Yeah, like like I need to like fucking input a like fan made patch in order to get it to work, and even if I did get it to work. Every time it did a transition, every single character model would like fucking freak out for a second, and when it like switched scenes, it would just go to a yellow screen for half a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that doesn't. That was designed to run on the hardware of the day, and the yeah, the hardware of two thousand four. And they didn't. They didn't quite uh, anticipate people would want to play it years later. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Remember, they just programmed it stupidly. Well, back in the day, it was not that uncommon to base it upon processor cycles. Like, you do X every processor cycle, so it takes this many processor cycles to do something. The problem with that is the amount of processor cycles you can do now are exponentially more than you could do back in the day. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, no, we never thought of that. Final piece of news. Uh, so EA, kind of following in Ubisoft's footsteps, uh, have announced that they plan to release a 10-hour trial version of Mass Effect Andromeda for Access subscribers. 10 hours? Yes. That sounds... That sounds like you could finish the game in that amount of time. Unless it's so, a really long game. It's Mass Effect. You could finish Mass Effect pretty quickly if you know what you're doing. I'm assuming I'm assuming the people that would be interested in playing a 10-hour trial of Mass Effect Andromeda aren't the kind of people who would try to beat it in 10 hours. Well, maybe. Like, I wouldn't. <laughs> I know that Andromeda's really, really, really long compared to the previous three games. Yeah, so... Uh, part of me hopes that Andromeda is as long as the previous three games combined. It needs to be good to uh, get my faith in, in them restored. Yeah. So oh, yeah, this, so the trial version of Andromeda will be releasing on March sixteenth, five days before the game comes out on March twenty first. So watch out for spoilers. Yep. If you care about that. And yes, this is going to be only available to EA Access subscribers, which is EA's own little thing. Where you pay like ten bucks, you get early access to some of these things, and like free games from the vault. Yeah, yeah. So this is only available on but, PC via Origin and on Xbox One. There is no EA access on PS4. Of course not. Yeah. So like all other access uh, trials, uh, any progress you make in Andromeda will be carried over to the full game should you buy it. Yeah, it seems like demos are making a comeback. I guess so. If only yeah, this thing was released to, re- to everybody instead of access subscribers. Well, they they just had to restructure demos, I guess. Yeah. Like because back in the day, how demos were used to do is you had to program those damn things separately. Yeah, just like, hey, here's a magazine. We put this fucking one level of the game in here. Took us a hell of a lot of time. You fuckers. Oftentimes, demos would be based on previous builds of the game. 
Yeah, nowadays. Uh, yes yeah. and no. Yeah, nowadays it's stuff it's, that wouldn't hey, even in the final version. Yeah, nowadays it's hey, here's the entire game. You can play it for three hours. Then we will shut you the fuck out until you pay us. Mm-hmm. Anywho, another for news. On to new releases. So for this week, take January twenty fourth. We have Kingdom Hearts HD two point eight Final Chapter Prologue. <laughs> That's so long in title. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. It's especially dumb because they use the because like for the two point eight they use the Roman numeral for two and then the regular numeral for eight. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! Yeah. So that's fucking coming. I have no idea what the fuck that thing is anymore. Um, it's it's the three DS game in HD package with a short three hour, uh, basically. Um, I'm I'm trying to think. I guess tech demo will be the word of what Kingdom Hearts three is probably going to look like. Like you know you know the Metal Gear five that came out before Metal Gear five. Ground Zeroes. Yeah, it's like that. Okay then. Also coming out this week, Yakuza Zero. PS4. I've I've heard a lot of good things and a lot of weird things about that. Yep. And then last kind of big thing, Resident Evil Seven. For PS4, <sighs> PC, and Xbox One. For now. Which, based on reviews, is doing fucking gangbusters. It is apparently a great game. There are already Let's Plays out of it, and I screamed. I'm I not scream. even going to You screamed because you were afraid of the zombies, right? Like, you that family is fucking creepy. No, that family is creepy. You were afraid of the fucking Leatherface family. Like, I've never been so afraid of Redneck since leaving Texas, Okay. You were afraid of Matthew McConaughey and his weird brother picking at his metal plate in his head using a co-hanger. Yeah, more or less. Okay, then. We're on to next week. January 31st, we have... Fucking nothing, basically. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. There's a new double ah. dragon. Disguise 2 gets released next Monday. Well, that'll keep you occupied for the next half a year. No! <laughs> okay, but yeah, like, looking at the release, it's like, new Double Dragon, physical release of the second updated version of Skullgirls. Oh, lovely. A new Dynasty Warriors. Hmm. A Fire Emblem game for Android and mobile. The what? newest Naruto Shippuden moot game. Oh, great. Yeah, we don't need any more of those. And the Yoshi's Woolly World thing coming to fucking 3DS. Oh, Poochie and Yoshi's Woolly World. Didn't Poochie go back to his home planet? That's what I was thinking. I guess that's where he went. He went to hang out with Yoshi. I actually enjoyed Yoshi's Woolly World, to be honest. Okay. I didn't play it. It was a fun little platformer. Like, a lot of people gave it shit because it looked like a kid's game, but it was fun and it had some solid moments to it. The yarn thing was the only reason I paid any attention to that game. Did you like, um, Yoshi's Island? I never played Yoshi's Island. Okay. Because if you did play and liked it, you would have loved this. I couldn't afford Yoshi's Island. 
Oh, dear God. Most people couldn't back in the day. So that's going to do it for this week. Thank you all for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks time with episode of the DeathStoreProds.com video games podcast. Yeah, between now and then, they're going to be having regular on Newsbaby Reviews podcasts. Ow! Kinds of bullshit, but... Until then, I'm dead. And we'll see you guys next time. I'm so tired.